morning and welcome to Ladies Kicking Assets. I'm Robin Binkley and I'm here with my partner, Courtney Moeller, in this amazing podcast that we have. It is our mission to just share financial information, education with women and for anyone listening. Our objective is for you to be educated and take action and whatever that is for you. And just to feel confident too in that, to have some understanding of what's being talked about around you. But today we have a powerful businesswoman, Andrea Sawick with us, who I just want to make sure I get every bit of this right. You are the managing partner of Good Good Investing with Rachel Grun, who I love that, a female business partner. And you are the co-founder and managing partner of Big Shine Capital with your beloved husband, JJ. And you are so many things as I was just really doing a deep dive on you. You have been an entrepreneur for years. You're a mother of three and you love the Lord with all your heart and soul. And so I would love for you to share with our viewers today and our listeners just how you became who you are and just i'm so intrigued by you um and i just am grateful for having met you about a year and a half ago wasn't it because, yeah it was, i mean it was yeah and so anyway welcome welcome thank you for having me yes, yes. so I'm tell so us about you. you yeah i think i met you about a year a year, year and a half ago also somewhere yeah. right around that same time frame so it's been so awesome to watch your journey because I've seen I kind of feel like we're on a little bit of the same paths obviously you got started before I did but um I just love you're such an inspiration and you're always so positive and I love looking at your Facebook posts and everything else so I'm super yeah. excited to have you and to kind of dig in yeah Oh, thank you so much, y'all. Y'all are already my besties, by the way. I love the both of you and I am huge fans and like, I will support you in anything you do. Well, oh. that's, that's good. It's really about collaboration. You know, when you get to this space, it's really about projects that you can do together and how you can promote each other. And so I really, I love being able to do that with professional business women and all professionals really, but I mean, women are my passion. So I love that. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> I know. Well, Andrea, so tell me a little bit about what you're involved in right now, because I'd love to kind of lay that foundation. And then we can talk a little bit about what led you into that path and what made you go there. Yeah, what we're doing right now is we, for the past year, have been concentrating on multifamily. Personally, our family portfolio is long-term rentals, short-term rentals, um, flips, and then heavily invested in multifamily. Just recently, we decided to pivot a little bit and get more into um, just investing in, in general and finding those really high pro higher profit, um, obviously projected higher profit sure. deals. Um, so yeah, we're looking at um, syndicating vineyards, um, uh, possibly carbon capture. And so we're just partnering with really good teams to bring in um, new opportunities for our investors. Oh, I love that. I, I feel like here recently, there's been a little bit, you know, people are a little bit hesitant in some of those spaces. So there's so much uncertainty out there. So I think pivoting is super, super smart. And plus there's some really 
awesome, great opportunities in some of these other areas. It's funny that you mentioned vineyards. I was at the best ever conference last week and there was a company there that did a pitch on a vineyard that's going to, I think it's maybe around the Lubbock area somewhere in, you know, the Western North part of Texas. So that's really cool. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. So I, that company is called Hubbard Capital and that's exactly who we're um, potentially partnering with here coming soon. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's Courtney and I mean, you've mentioned it, you have to be able to, um, look at alternative investments in this day and time. And folks are very gun shy now about, you know, what's happening in the economy, um, looking at investments that maybe aren't necessarily high risk, um, you know, because they're just, they're, they're scared to some extent with what's been happening in the world of banking and don't really have an understanding too of ways to kind of um, prevent um, some of that with happening with their own capital that they have. So um, it's, it's a great topic to talk about always. And I know that we'll be hearing much about that and talking so much more about that in our future. Yeah, so I, oh, I was just going to add that I think that right now we're, um, you know, really looking at deals more conservatively just to have like higher, um, just a bigger ways to, um, analyze and, and just like make sure that all of our T's are crossed, you know, and I's are dotted because we want to give, you know, we don't know what's happening with the interest rate or anything like that. So because we're being more conservative, there's not a lot of deals that are actually penciling out. And so um, that's the reason for the pivot. But I think there's still a lot of opportunity coming. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of GPs like their multifamily is actually something that people are starting to understand and know about. And so a lot of GPs are coming into the ecosystems, new ones. And what's really important too, is when I first started um, as a GP, I knew how to analyze a deal, but I didn't really know how to do any other parts of what makes up to be a GP. So I kind of had to like shuffle and investigate and learn how to um, talk to investors like all on my own. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, one of the parts that is important for these new GPs that are coming in is to figure out, like, how do they actually start a business? There is a lot of opportunities, I think, that are coming. So how do how are they successful? There's so many more moving parts than just analyzing a deal. And that's one of the places that, like, I love to pour into people because there's so many, so many things. And then once you become a syndicator, you can syndicate anything too. So, like, how do you start up that business? How do you brand yourself? How do you market mm -hmm. yourself? Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. and I think that's where, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's where it's so important to find the people that, um, you know, figure out where your weaknesses are, you know, what your strengths are, and then make sure you're partnering with people that, um, you know, have the strengths that are not yours. So, right. yeah. Right. Well, you know, when you're new in the business, um, you're trying to figure out uh, what are all the different hats to wear. And how can you add value and you don't have a history, you don't necessarily have 
um, assets under management. I mean, you might buy your own level of investment, but not with um, other teams. And so it's really good to be able to connect with folks who have done this before uh, wow. and be mentored a little bit while you are also being coached on what's your mission, vision, values, who are you, what is your brand, um, and being and being able to, you know, accept the fact that you don't know everything, um, because it is, it, it is way more of a business than what I ever expected or anticipated. Um, but I love the fact that there's a lot of people who are willing in this community of entrepreneurs and syndicators to help you. You know, I mean, they they really do because they recognize the fact that not everybody knows all this. I mean, you know, you know, it's it's different than just personally investing in 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 projects. It yeah, really I think different ecosystems have different experiences because I feel like when I first got into it, there was a lot of like I met a lot of gatekeepers. You know what I mean? Like they had a secret sauce, but they didn't want to share what that was. Yeah. <laughs> but um, y'all are part of like a me an amazing ecosystem, and I think that there is a lot of collaboration there. And um, I also have now moved into one with more collaboration. Sure. Um, and it's all just about like unlocking, like you said, it is actually a business and you have to go from, you know, kind of like startup mode to how do you just make this well-oiled machine? Right. So I love that we're talking about this. Cause I, when I first got in, I was like, wait, what, like, what do I do? You know, it's way more than just analyzing a deal. Right. Where do I add value? And, you know, we're constantly talking about that. I mean, in, in our masterminds and inner circles, how can you add value, you know, at all levels of experience and, you know, because you can collaborate with folks who are always going to be far more successful than you. There's always somebody more successful than you, but how do you add value to that person? You know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's a key, it's a key ingredient to all levels of success. Well, I um, was reading about you in your time in California so I'd love for you to kind of share with us about what entrepreneurial businesses you launched then before moving to Texas and really starting your real estate deep dive. Yeah, so I was in corporate America in Silicon Valley for many, many years, and um, there was a point where my mom wasn't doing super well and couldn't help me with the kids. So I needed to pivot. Um, and I started my own business because I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit and um, wanted to be my own boss, you know, goals. Um, and so I was like, well, what can I do? And I just felt like, I don't know what it, I think it was the Lord was just like, Hey, I, I really do think so. It was like those gift baskets that you always get. Cause you know, we're like, we were in, you know, corporate America. So like every um, holiday we would get these gift baskets what? that nobody really wanted to eat. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we would throw most of it away. And um, I was like, I feel like I can make these like really good that like people would want to keep them and they would love them, you know? And so um, came, I came up with the idea of making like beautiful corporate gift boxes and I would put them in like, I'd get like hand selected curated items from like 
Etsy or like small businesses that were hand making things, just like super high quality. And I would, then you're supporting other people's small businesses. Yes, yes, yes. And then, um, I would put themes to each box and then the vessel that I would put everything in, um, was a wooden box. And so they would, um, you know, open it up and I would hand write every card. Um, so anyways, it got pretty big and I partnered with a lot of Silicon Valley companies and they love to give it to like new parents or, you know, for whatever occasion for their employees. So I got to be in the world still of corporate, but then also having my own business. Um, I loved it, but here's the thing. I think that um, when we start a new business, Sometimes you don't think about like the whole, you know, like the whole line, like solo, like being a solo entrepreneur, right? It's like, there's so many responsibilities. So I loved the shopping part, y'all. I was like, I can hand select every day, right? The whole building and then doing like the shipping to FedEx and like all of that that wasn't so much my jam. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I cannot like do this all the time. It takes so much time away from my kids, my family. Like I want to be more mobile. Like I don't want to be like just, you know, doing boxes. So I decided um, to pivot, but long story short, after my, um, while I was in my business, my husband and I were thinking about moving somewhere else because he was working for Apple for many, many years, worked all the time. We had to do genders at Apple because he couldn't leave his job. He had to go and work again. So, um, so we're just like, is this the life really that God is calling us to live? Are you supposed to be getting calls while you're coaching, you know, T-ball? Well, and, and I think that is where so many of us have stopped and gone, you know what, we are like slaves to our jobs and that's not what we were put on this earth for. I mean, our time is so precious and, and time with our families, our kids, our friends, that's, we don't get that back. We we just don't get that. Exactly. Exactly. So we decided that we would be in prayer a ton and, um, see if this was the life that God was calling us to live. And, um, we felt that it was time for a shift and we didn't know anybody anywhere else because all my family is in California and JJ's family is in Canada and we weren't going to go to Canada. So, um, <laughs> so, so we decided to, um, to be in prayer and then the Lord just kind of put places on our hearts in the South. And so first we checked out Austin, um, and that was like so similar to California. We're like, nope. <laughs> and the second was um, Dallas. And so we just felt like really at home. And so we decided to move our family to Dallas. Um, we had some money from the sale of our house in California. And we're like, what do we do with this? So we actually sat on our um, that profit for like a year. Mm-hmm. And then we were like- decision wise decision. We yeah. didn't know what to do with it. That's okay. Because I yeah. think folks, people get suddenly all this cash and they're not educated enough right. to, to do with it, or they make hasty decisions, you know, right. Um, right. So I love that you paused, but I remember calling like a financial advisor and them giving me options, but the options were like, not very profitable. 
you know what I mean? And so I was like, I was like, let's just sit on it, figure things out. We end up calling our old neighbor who moved to Texas and we're like, what'd you do with your money? <laughs> and he was like, oh, I just bought like single family, you know, properties and I rent them out. I'm like, cool, let's just start there. Right. So we ended up getting um, a house in Austin and and that's how this whole snowball of real estate investing came about. I was going to, I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask, because I think a lot of people, when they think about real estate investing, they think about buying single family homes to rent out. I think that's generally what people think about. I mean, I never thought about owning apartments until, you know, two years ago. I, I didn't even realize that was a thing, you know, for regular people, you know? So, so I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, I think that's kind of the, the path, it's a normal which, path. It's a really yeah. normal path. I mean, that's, that's what I did. I started. Well, I think that kind of starts you. Yeah. Get you plugged into other things. And then you learn about all these other opportunities. And then I learned how much I don't, that's not my favorite thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. One thing leads to another because you began to expand your mindset and grow your mindset and your education and all of those things. Well, that's not been that many years ago though, for you. It really hasn't. I, I, I'm trying to calculate. I think it's been two and a half, three years. And we didn't, you know, how a lot of people start accumulating um, these single family rentals. For us, it was like, we bought one. And I was like, yeah, how are we supposed to retire early? We're literally making an extra $100 a month. Like how many of these are we supposed to buy before we can retire? A hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> so like when we um, went to a real estate conference um, and it was just like more single family stuff. I was like, okay, I, I need to figure this out. And somebody got on stage and talked about multifamily and yeah. the scaling of it and how, you know, it's like a hundred dollars a unit times 100 or 200 a month. And I'm like, yeah, I can get behind this now. <laughs> that so made sense. Yeah. 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 Well, that then um, is where we met. Honestly, we met at uh, Brad Sumrock um, event and I met so many other folks that we've partnered with um, in, in other projects there. And I know that was kind of um, a period of time where you moved into some different spaces also. And so I think the success that you've had, the trajectory has been pretty, pretty quick for you in, you know, two and a half, less than three years, really, you've gotten into a number of different spaces. You've, you now have um, another business partner, you've got a podcast, um, you're looking at syndicating alternative investments. I mean, you have a lot going on and you still have other business lines that you're in uh, creative mode on. Um, and so I think that that just giving yourself the space to think and grow is a powerful thing that we don't allow ourselves to do. You know, Courtney was talking about time. We, we have so very little time, but sometimes we don't have a time, time to think. So you're, you're doing an amazing job with that. I mean, you're a real example of what that can be for folks. 
Well, I love your story because here you were, you were in corporate America and you said, you know what, this is not how, you know, we want to spend our time. There's got to be a better way to do this. And you started, you know, getting educated, you know, reaching out, figuring that out. And, um, and I feel like that's, that was kind of my path, you know, um, I didn't want to work for other people. I did have always had that entrepreneurial spirit as well. And so I didn't ever go the single family route, but I, you know, met the real estate guys, went into the investor summit and just went big right from the, the get go. So I feel like, you know, had them be in my friends kind of fast tracked me and, you know, skipped some of the steps that are normal, but, um, I, I just love it because this is real life. You're a real person that had a job. You said, you know what, there's better ways for me to spend my time. My family's important. And you've gone through this and figured out how to invest and raise capital and, and really to me that is really true wealth true wealth is having money money's important but you know having the time and the freedom to to spend your time with the people that matter and your kids and having that time and freedom to to travel and do the things that you want to do so that's amazing yeah and i the big motivation you know you mentioned robin like i literally can't sit still i like i'm like what what can i do robin knows like i almost um launched like a non-alcoholic oh we talked about that so yeah we we met with a beverage company and it yeah. was like okay let me but, circle back on this so yeah that's, on, I'm, pause. Uh, that's on pause yeah <laughs> it's on pause right now because I'm actually launching um, my coaching business for Airbnb so I've been really successful with my Airbnbs and uh-huh. so I'm putting together a whole course to teach people how to do the same and manage it on their own so. Oh, I love that. That is something that I am really taking a a hard look at right now because I just think there's so much opportunity and, you know, especially since COVID, you know, people are really wanting experiences. And I think that there is a way to tie travel and experience and and everything together. So I'm definitely going to chat so I can make your brain. Yes, I'm I'm in that space myself. You know, we have our our ranch out there and um, you kind of have to look at location and your market. And so we've found that the market for that is, you know, college uh, with Texas A&M and football games and graduations and, you know, all the things that are tied to that. So you can use your um, lifestyle investing, if you will, to meet the needs in those markets. Um, or if you just want to run it as a straight uh, short-term rental all the time, you know? So anyway, I love reviewing the metrics on that. It's it's really a very cool space and lots of opportunity, lots of opportunity. So much opportunity and it's very profitable. And oh. I, you know, I want to make more money because I want to further God's kingdom and I want him to use me and I want to be a conduit for him and be generous to others. Right. So I'm like, what more can I do God? Like, um, So I'm like all about like, yeah, how do we build more wealth for me and for others? Right. I love that. One of my things is asking, okay, God, who am I serving today? How, how am I serving and who? So I yeah, love yeah. that so much. When you ask, he opens that door. And so you cannot be afraid to step through it. You know, absolutely. What holds you back? Well, I love that you, um, are a mother. You've got three, uh, very busy kids. Um, and I imagine that you're involved in all kinds of stuff. Um, you carved out time in your life to do that. 
Um, you are in business with your husband, you're in business with other folks. Um, you're beginning a coaching business in different spaces. Um, I know you've done some, um, webinars for education and such. And so you are moving and grooving. So what would be next for you outside of the coaching over the next two years? I mean, I know you've got some pretty lofty goals for yourself. So what are you setting your eyes on? Well, I want to help my husband. Um, he just launched an online marketing company. And I really see um, people scaling when they use automation. And so I want to help as many people as possible and help him help as many people as possible because there's so much time that can be saved when you use automation. So that's one. And um, I, you know, want to continue with this, the coaching program and then offer more courses um, there's so much education, I think, that can happen to especially females, um, because I don't know for some reason or if you all have experienced this, but a lot of women actually are not in charge of finances in their household. But I feel like we cannot be asleep, right? Like we have a lot that we can add value to our families and to our husbands. And so um, the more that we dig in and get um, knowledge, then we can share that and be like an influencer of change to our families and help with like legacy and all of that. So yeah, that's huge for me, you know, to do, we're actually, um, Rachel and I, we're going to work on a book. We're working on a book this year. Um, so yeah, lots going on in our future. A lot going on. Well, you know, you said a very important thing there about women. Um, women, what I found might be in charge of the finances in their home, meaning their household, paying bills, keeping up with that sort of thing. But as far as growing wealth, as far as investments, as far as having any understanding of what's happening there or having the permission, if you will, to give themselves or from their spouse or significant other to actually go out and do, make an investment. You know, that's what I've kind of seen is like the missing, the missing piece. It's like, okay, you're dealing with the checkbook, but I'm going to be over here growing wealth for our family. And it's like, well, you know, I think women are perfectly capable. In fact, I know they are, we are. Of, of creating all kinds of business lines and, you know, growing wealth. I mean, it's, it's, it's powerful. Yeah. And that has brought me to a question. So, okay. What would you say was the biggest catalyst for helping you make all of this happen? You know, what was, what was that thing that helped propel you or launch you into this, or maybe the most effective thing? I will attribute it all to confidence. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, when I was younger, was very shy. If I were to see a friend at the mall, I would turn like fire engine red. Like I was just so shy and like, I didn't have a lot of confidence. There was a lot of um, negative self-talk and, um, just all the things that I think a lot of women struggle with feeling less than comparing, um, and there was a time where I um, was in a small group and I remember somebody speaking something and I was like, oh my gosh, I am going to grab onto that. She said, um, when I was talking about negative self-talk, she said, I take a piece of paper 
and I write down all the negative things, which, you know, by the way, probably, you know, it's coming from the enemy, right? Not God. God says that we're amazing and we are smart and we're successful, right? He has all the positives for us, but that negative self-talk is not coming from God. So she's like, write that down on a piece of paper. And then on the other side, say the opposite, because that's what God actually says about you. And I remember just sitting with that and thinking, okay, that is so powerful. Like, what does God say about me? Not like what is in my head. And then I, I decided to get out of my comfort zone and really challenge myself to do a hard thing, which was going out for a speaking competition, which is like so opposite of who I am. Uh, But like, I wanted to do a really scary thing. Right. And so I went through that and I, I felt like I planted on my face. Like it, it wasn't good, but then somehow by miraculous, um, (laughs) intervention, I don't know. Um, I went on to a round two and, um, just the fact that then on round two, I was like, Lord, show up God. Like I, I cannot fall flat on my face again, you know? And I just, I came in with more faith and, the Lord released so much confidence in me and I have never been the same since. So my takeaway is confidence is key. Believe in yourself, believe what God says about you and then get out of your comfort zone and do something hard because you are capable. And once you release that confidence, once that, once that confidence is released, uh, you are going to unlock success. Like, Boom, you can go sky's the limit. Success is for you. To all your listeners, you too can unlock success in your own life. You don't have to be looking at others that success, oh, they're successful. They're beautiful, right? It's the killer of joy, right? Yes. Yes. It is. And and it's out there so much because we see everybody's highlight reels of life, you know, on social media and everywhere else. And it's so easy to get stuck in that rut of comparison. And um, I, I love this practice of writing those negative things down and then writing the opposite. I, I think that is something I'm going to utilize, you know, next time I have any kind of negative thoughts. I love that so much. I can't even imagine. I, I know that's so powerful. It is. It really is. It is. It is. Well, on that note, um, I would like for you to share with our uh, listeners and viewers today on how they can get in touch with you, um, because you have shared some amazing pieces with us today. Oh, yes. Um, So I have a website, my coaching website, which is andreaswick.com. You can find me on goodgoodinvesting.com and bigshinecapital.com on all the dot coms. Um, And then my Facebook page, um, which I'm going to be launching this week. I'm going to say this week. Um, (laughs) Find me on Facebook at Andrea Swick. So that's Andrea and then CWIK. Yep. Make sure that all of that is in the show notes. And I know I just joined one of your recent Facebook groups. So I'm super excited about that. I just, I love your positivity and your energy and your just love for all the things. I I think, you know, it's so important to be surrounded by people that are positive um, and that are moving in the right direction. So I'm, I'm excited to be a part of your group. Yeah. Thank you, Courtney. I love both of you. Y'all are killing it in all things syndication and life. I look up to the both of you. Thank you so much for having me. 
Oh, it has been a pleasure. So for our viewers out there, please like and subscribe us. We are Ladies Kicking Assets and we look forward we are. to share. We are kicking assets. All three of us are kicking some assets. <laughs> and so um, anyway, we just ask that you like and subscribe and share our um, share our podcast with your friends. Till next time, we love you. We're Robin and Courtney with Ladies Kicking Assets and our amazing guest, Andrea Sweat.